Good morning. It's beautiful out today. I was worried it was going to rain. So I'm wondering, over the last four months, as you've been cooped up at home with your family members, have you guys been getting on each other's nerves at all? Any uh, frustrations with being in the same space with the same people for like 14 or 15 waking hours every single day? Not, I mean, our family, not at all. No, maybe a little bit. Well, so what I'd like to consider today, we're, we're in this sermon series where we're considering how we can survive and thrive in a pandemic. What I'd like to consider today is what invitation God might be making to us in the midst of having to share space with our annoying family members. So, and we'll, and we'll get to that in a second. But first, I want to start with a question. This is especially relevant for some of you uh, younger people. Uh, what was the best costume that you have ever worn? And if you're an adult, maybe you have to think back a little while. The last time I put on a costume was probably five years ago. I went to an adult party. We wore uh, wigs. Uh, before that, at college, Halloween, I, I, um, we got dressed up. I'm not going to tell you what I dressed up as. But uh, I'm wondering... You know, what was, the, what was your favorite costume of all time? Can you think of any of those? If you're a kid, think about your favorite Halloween experience, what your favorite costume was. And uh, consider what makes it so fun to dress up, to put a costume on. If you're an adult, you know, we don't do this very often, but we do still like dressing up. You know, for some of us, we want to look good like i i've i watch golf on tv a little bit like i'm shocked by how much golfers pay attention to their golfing attire like making statements with their golf clothes if you're a golfer maybe you're you're you really enjoy getting dressed up in golf attire others of us maybe dressing up means baggy shorts and a sports jersey others maybe it's makeup or a well-trimmed beard to make it look like you have a jawline or maybe a well-tailored suit, or, or some of us, if you have expensive tastes, maybe you like to dress up by putting on expensive jewelry, or maybe getting a nice car. There's a sense in which you wrap yourself in this beautiful exterior when you get a nice car that's kind of like dressing up. Each of us kind of does this dressing up differently, but we all care about what we look like. We all care about how we present in front of other people. And so whether it's baggy shorts or whether it's a nice car, we like to, we think about what our image is and how we look before other people. But what ends up happening when we spend a lot of energy investing in how we look on the outside is that who we really are can start to get obscured and hidden by whatever image we're portraying on the outside. Pretty basic idea. Well, what the Bible says that maybe takes it a, a step deeper in terms of spiritual truth is that there is a way that you and I can dress up that goes beyond just, you know, putting on nice clothes or jewelry or sitting in a nice car. There are invisible clothes that you and I can put on to dress up our image. So 
what happens when we do this is we're just kind of paying attention to how we look and how we appear in front of other people. We, we dress up our imaginary selves. So let me give you some examples of some clothing, some invisible clothing that you and I might put on. So one is this like image of kind of being the master of all things. I've, I, I kid, if you're a kid, maybe you recognize this person in your class who like knows everything, never needs to ask for help. Maybe they're good at every single video game or maybe they, they talk a big game like they know how to play every single sport well. This is a person who's sort of dressing themselves up in this external imaginary image of mastery of life. In adults, it looks a little differently. Maybe it shows up when we just are unwilling or reluctant to ask for help or, or we can't admit that we have limits and, and when somebody asks us to do something, we always say yes. Another set of imaginary clothes we may uh, wrap ourselves in. We may have this sense that when we go through life, we want other people to see us as individuals who do not make mistakes. So this is like external clothing. This is like an image that we put on around us of being perfect. So if you tend to do this, maybe you struggle to admit when you've done something wrong. Maybe if you are confronted with something you've done wrong, you're really quick to blame other people or, or you have that really loud inner critic voice always making sure you never make any mistakes. This is an, this is an imaginary external image that we can wrap ourselves up in. A uh, third piece of invisible clothing that we can put us around ourselves is this idea that we are totally independent. And this, if you kind of like to put this around you, you kind of have this rugged individualist vibe. And so you may react really strongly if somebody asks you to do something because you're hypersensitive to any form of coercion. So anytime somebody even suggests that maybe you might possibly should consider doing something, you, your reaction's way out of proportion. Because you have this imaginary self who will never be controlled, who will never be indebted to others, or controlled by them or coerced by them. And these are just a few examples of like invisible clothing that we wrap around ourselves with other people, images that we carry around. And just like we're compelled to dress up in nice clothes, we're compelled to wrap ourselves in these invisible images. And it often is connected with the way we think of ourselves, imaginary self that we carry with us. Well, in our passage for today that Mary read for us, uh, Paul is writing to the Colossians because they're doing something like this. They've become very consumed with wrapping certain things around them on the outside. And in a few verses before the passage that Mary read, Paul writes this, Colossians 2, 20 and 20, through 23. Since then you died with Christ to the elemental spiritual forces of this world, why, as though you still belong to the world, you submit to its rules? Rules like, do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. It's kind of like all these religious rules. These rules, which have nothing, nothing to do with things that are, or these rules, which have to do with things that are all destined to perish with use, are based on merely human commands and teachings. Such regulations indeed have an appearance of wisdom with their self-imposed worship, their false humility, and their harsh treatment of the body, 
but they lack any value in restraining sensual indulgence, lack any value in helping us really grow in our spiritual lives. So Paul is writing to the Colossians, and he's asking them, why are you so caught up trying to achieve goodness and happiness and holiness by dressing up your imaginary self and, and pretending like you're perfect, like you can perfectly conform to all these rules? And in our passage, right, or a little closer to our passage, Paul is saying, take off your imaginary, invisible clothes that you keep wrapping around yourself. He says it this way in verses 1 to 3. Since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. And in 9 and 10, do not lie to each other since you've taken off your old self. You're taking off what you've wrapped around you. Old self with this practices, and you're putting on a new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge, in the image of its creator. So Paul is saying, take off these old clothes, because you're being renewed in this new self. The old self lives this worldly life, this imaginary self in the world, where we're constantly trying to follow the rules and, and dictates of the world around us. This new self is hidden with Christ in God. Our real self is hidden with Christ in God. So when we wear a costume, we're wrapping ourselves in this imaginary self, we're hiding who we really are. We're hiding our real self. But when our life is hidden with Christ in God, our real self emerges. The part of us that gets hidden is this need to have this imaginary fake self out there, being super competent or perfect, or have somebody else ask us to do something without reacting like crazy. It is this imaginary person that we are thinking of that compels us so often that gets killed and hidden in Christ. And that's because when Jesus died on the cross, his imaginary self, that self that exists in the world of who's better, ranking, power, acclaim, mastery of things, that self died spectacularly on the cross. The cross was the symbol of incredible shame and failure, rejection. It was the thing everyone's afraid of. However, even though this imaginary self died, his true self was revealed to be deeply loved by the Father and worthy of all glory and power and honor in the resurrection. So this external self that we always get caught up in by the rules of this world, ranking people and seeing who's the best, that self was crucified. But his true self, who he really is, as deeply beloved by God, was revealed in his resurrection. Now he's got all the glory, honor, and power. He's rejected and crucified in shame, his external real, or false self, imaginary self. But the resurrection reveals the beauty of his true self. Because he lived his life rooted in God's love and full of love for other people. So every time you and I stop dressing up our imaginary self and instead choose to dwell in love, God's love for us, our love for others, we move deeper into who we truly are as we're taking off this costume that we play at. We're free to just be who we are because we're secure in God's love for us and then live this life of love for others. And when we do that, we dwell with Christ in these heavenly places. That's what he said in the first verse. 
We, and we start to dress ourselves up in heavenly clothing then. And that's what our passage is about. It's about dressing ourselves up in heavenly clothing. I'll read it again. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, Clothe yourself with gentleness, patience. Bear with one another and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them together in perfect unity. In the midst of a pandemic, where we're stuck in our house with the same people, we're annoying them, they're annoying us, it seems especially important to clothe ourselves with this heavenly clothing, this heavenly attire. So every time you're trying to get something done that is rooted in this desire to wrap yourself in your imaginary self, maybe prove your competence or your individualism or not be controlled by any person, this is a, an invitation and a moment to die to that self, let that person be crucified with Christ, and move deeper into this way of God's love. And the primary way that we do this is in verse 13. Bear with one another. The primary way that we move from wrapping ourselves in this fake imaginary stuff on the outside, move deeper into who we are, our true selves, is by bearing, forbearance for those who are around us, and then forgiveness. There is nothing our imaginary self hates more than forgiving people who wrong us. And I know this is a challenging time for us. There's a lot of stress. We're trying to get work done in the midst of caring for our families, worrying about the future. But I want us all to consider that right now, there's a tremendous opportunity. Every time someone in your family annoys you, every time someone at work wrongs you, there's a tremendous opportunity to take off another layer of the imaginary self as we practice forgiveness and forbearance. So this week, every time you are annoyed or hurt, you experience an insult, see these moments as invitations to become more fully who you really are as you practice forbearance and forgiveness. Let's pray. God, would you help us to take off all the imaginary things that we put on to look good in front of others and instead help us to wrap ourselves in things like compassion, gentleness, kindness, humility, patience as we forgive and practice forbearance to those that are closest to us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.